This is SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm David Pector. Today on SLAS Technology Podcast, we'll be discussing a special COVID-19 issue with Professor Pak Kin Wong of Penn State University, where he's a professor of biomedical engineering, mechanical engineering, and surgery, and also director of the Biomedical Engineering Master's Program. Pak, welcome to SLAS Technology Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is an extraordinarily topical special issue for SLS technology. Uh, To start, please tell us how it came together and give our listeners an overview of what they can expect in the special collection. Yeah, sure. So we actually hope to provide a uh, communication channel and discussion platform. So therefore the researcher who is working in this area or new to this area can have a uh, area kind of, um, to, to share the, the idea and information. So we actually get quite comprehensive um, uh, article. We get from many different uh, researchers across the globe to kind of supporting these uh, special issues. So um, yeah, we actually have people from the, maybe in the clinical hospital setting, maybe industrial setting, academia. So we are seeing that as a kind of very useful platform for people to exchange idea. So in particular for our, for this special issue, we actually have uh, several uh, review articles. We have um, some, some of the uh, original research that's um, include in our special issue. So for research article, we actually have three. So they actually cover different areas of uh, COVID-19. So one on kind of using artificial intelligence. So AI for drug discovery in the therapeutic size. Uh, there's also an article by myself, uh, actually um, put together an article on sensing technology, some of biosensing technology for rapid diagnostics, but also how we can use that to uh, learn about uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus itself and how the propagation and containment strategy involved. So we also have an article, article on kind of the regulatory authority um, perspective. So talk about some of the emergency use uh, authorization in drug, maybe vaccine development, and also for diagnostics. So we have also um, several, uh, six uh, original research articles. So they actually cover quite a few different areas. Yeah, again, so we this year we actually see a lot of uh, research in using machine learning uh, and artificial intelligence to kind of uh, address the COVID-19. So we actually have two articles on uh, how machine learning or AI can actually help some of this radiographic imaging for uh, COVID-19 detections. So I think that's one of the areas that we see from SRS. We have a lot more research in this area than kind of publishing with us. So we also have uh, some other uh, detection strategy. So we have using kind of antibody testing by kind of liquid handling. So we have uh, also an actually interesting article from uh, kind of cloud-based um, automation solution to kind of uh, how they can incorporate in some of the liquid handling and some of the, uh, um, so that's quite relevant to our SRS community. So, and we also have an article, actually interesting, called de- developing a kind of low cost ventilator uh, uh, approach that they can mass produce, means um, they actually make everything into kind of an open source format. So, so that everybody, by looking at our article, they will be able to learn how to quickly build a ventilator. So which we know is something quite important uh, at the outbreak of the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemics. So we're, we're quite glad that uh, we have kind of different type of research that can help the overall COVID-19 situation. I think it's re- really cool to, to have it come together and everything is so of the moment, you know. So and that made me wonder, since this topic is 
the science and technology applied to COVID is so big and so fast moving. Thinking back to the early spring, which is I guess when you started on this, what perceptions and, and understandings, maybe expectations, do you did you have then that you've rethought as things have unfolded over time? So at the beginning, so we really don't know anything about this virus. So all the thing we learn from is based on uh, similar other communal viruses. So how they propagate, how how can we detect those viruses? Um, so, but actually, I learned through the, the process of looking at some of this article from our special issue, we actually learn a lot more about what are the different diagnostic technologies that can be used and what people are trying to do uh, to uh, address the, the need. So uh, of course, at the very beginning, so the only available test was uh, kind of uh, PCR-based, so real-time PCR. So by um, actually in some of our review articles, so we actually kind of see some of them uh, more recent development in different technology, maybe isothermal amplification, so anti antigen uh, detection. So there are also some of the newer technology based on maybe CRISPR-based um, approach. So we certainly learn a lot uh, by kind of, uh, we hope this the, the same specialist will give people, the, not only for the research, maybe the general topic or the, some of the policy maker, they can actually kind of use, utilize this information. Uh, for us, we actually learned that. I think we hope that uh, everybody can kind of get, get this type of information. Do you see any of your work is going to go in a new direction because of the pandemic? Uh, so actually, initial new projects in the lab, uh, not necessarily in the diagnostic side. We actually have new project on kind of uh, disinfection. How do we um, find effective way to instead of washing your hand? Are there better way we can? Um, uh, do disinfection. So that uh -huh. is something uh, may be useful, you know, so that, that actually have a lot of other impacts as well because of um, we want to wash your hand thoroughly, 20 seconds, you tell you all the things, but at the end, it, you actually use a lot of water. So uh, yeah. if you don't do it correctly, you, you can still, still have some of this um, uh, germs and uh, uh, infectious agents there. So are there more effective way we can do that? So in fact, we, we actually have a new project doing that right now. Yeah. How uh, has your group and your research been impacted by the pandemic? Yeah, so at the beginning, I think it's, uh, it's very unprecedented. So nobody expect this type of uh, scale of uh, kind of lockdown. So uh, at the beginning, so we did, we basically shut down the lab. So we cannot go back to the lab. So the only exception is we're doing uh, COVID-19 related research. Then they will allow us to go back. So um, so it's of course difficult. So, but I guess at the end, a lot of us are researchers, a lot of us are engineers. I think we try to find the best solution. Uh, under certain constraint or limitation or boundaries. So we always try to find the best solution in tough situations. So I think that's a lot of researchers and engineers do. Um, so uh, I'm actually glad the uh, my research group, so the people in the lab. So um, we, we have a lot of things to learn. So from the time we kind of, every time we have in-person meeting to the time that we have to learn how to do everything online in uh, remotely. So uh, but I'm really glad the students, they're able to uh, help each other, work with each other um, to um, kind of uh, still being productive and generate useful uh, research uh, through the process. In fact, um, at the initial lockdown phase, we, we are not able to go back to the lab. Uh, so actually many of us, um, when, when I talk to myself, I basically tell you, yeah, so we, we should take advantage of this time. So we cannot do actual hands-on experiment. That's okay. We can still learn something. We can still do something that's useful for the overall project. Uh, I have student, he actually take 
um, try to take a course on bioinformatics all by himself because it's locked down remotely, he cannot go back to the lab. He actually take advantage using the time uh, to learn something new, uh, how we actually use bioinformatic approaches to uh, design uh, biosensor for COVID-19 and other infectious diseases. So, um, so in some, yeah, to answer your question, I think we really have some initial um, uh, slowdown of all the, all the progress, but I'm glad that we are able to take advantage of that to learn something new and then overall make us better in addressing any uh, 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 for, the, um, for the lab. So to actually get better research and yeah. So uh, in fact, that actually drive us to think about a lot of new uh, research direction as well. So uh, how we address the current pandemic or how we prevent some of the pandemic in the future as well. So are we better prepare ourselves in any future situation like this? You know, so I think we all learn a lot about this process and uh, I hope everybody can also take this positively as well. Uh, so we, a lot of we have see challenges, but how do we address that, how we uh, encounter those, those things? I think it's uh, something we can all learn and do better. Uh, hopefully we don't see any more outbreak like this in the future.